and all patriots, it's time for the Signal 50 Podcast, where we talk about the hard truth about today's current events. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Signal 50 Podcast for Sunday, June 13th, 2021. Good evening, my good friend, Bravo. How are you tonight, good sir? Alpha, it's the weather I like. I think you would think you were in San Diego, where it's the same weather all the time, but it's not, and we're not in San Diego. So, there you have it. <laughs> well, it uh, felt a little bit like Seattle here in the Mid-Atlantic today, just uh, raining, 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 just kind of gloomy, gloomy, wet day here in the Mid-Atlantic. Anyhow... That being said, welcome to the Signal 50 podcast tonight, everybody. Thanks for joining us this week. Uh, It's been a long, hectic week, kind of a crap weekend uh, for a number of different reasons. But we have a lot of things that we want to talk about tonight. And, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in Pennsylvania with some of the election reforms going on there. Uh, Christopher Sign is a name probably nobody's familiar with. We're going to point out who that gentleman is here in just a few minutes. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of the uh, overreach by the government uh, government agencies and in, in, in some of the reaction to COVID uh, that we think. We're going to talk a little bit about border security this evening, and, and they're coming to the stunning realization that maybe the cartels are making it across the border. Funny thing. Um, mm. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Jeez, jeez. Terrorists. Uh, yeah, maybe. So we'll talk a little bit about uh, the uh, Arizona, Atter- Arizona Attorney General not taking any grief over the audit that's going on down there. That's a very interesting, uh, interesting story. So we'll have to talk about that. Uh, you know, uh, we, we'll talk a little bit about uh, Israeli politics and and Benjamin Netanyahu uh, is no longer going to be prime minister. Uh, he's uh, lost, so he'll be moving along. Uh, got, uh, some, a good news, bad news thing, right? Good news, bad news. Mm. I don't know if anybody out there knows, but I really like dogs, right? And I follow Westminster and the dog show. We want to talk a little bit about some of the goings on at Westminster this year is a little bit different for the dog show. Usually they do it at Madison square gardens. They did it at a private estate this year, long story short. And we'll talk a little bit about a Hollywood, uh, mainstay who's been around forever he's he's been in everything and uh, he's no longer with us ned Beatty, ned mm. Beatty has passed away that's unfortunate so let's begin at the beginning and let's talk a little bit about the goings on in pennsylvania and some of the stuff that's going on there so welcome everyone we're the two american patriots that love to talk about current events we give you the events that are never really talked about on the old lamestream media. That's NBC and CBS. Fox News, I'm now putting in there. Uh, all the other stations that uh, you would think you would hear these stories from, but you don't. So Alpha and I will be more than happy to tell you all about it. And then you right. can follow our sources, tell us what you think, make up your own minds, and look into them further. But I think being a uh, aware public, a notified public helps us all make sure that we're not getting taken to the cleaners. So that's just something to keep in mind. But we are the two American patriots that love to talk about current events. We can't show our faces. We would be canceled and lose our jobs and be out on the street. But we would still be doing this podcast because we love to talk to you. So thank you for joining us. Exactly. And here we go. 
Well, thanks a lot, everybody, for joining us. You know, what we like to do is we do like to bring you some of the stories that might be a little bit more obscure, a little bit off to the side, but that are very, very relevant and, and need to be discussed. So take it away, my friend. Take it away. So let's let's start in Pennsylvania. Again, the election it still seems to be just popping its ugly head all over the place, right, Alpha? I mean, they just – nothing seems to have been done right that day, and I believe it. <laughs> And uh, from the Epic Times, uh, I want to talk about a story that's going on with the Pennsylvania Republicans introduced a sweeping election reform bill. This is by uh, Alan Zong, uh, and that's on the 12th, so that was yesterday. And just to hit the highlights, but they're going to allow early in-person voting beginning in 2025. This is in a bill they're putting out there. They want to allow, uh, they're allowing unsigned or undated ballots to be corrected before 8 p.m. on election day. So they're going to, oh, I forgot to put, um, I don't know how I like that, but whatever. Uh, giving counties the option to use secure mail-in drop, uh, ballot drop boxes during specific times at secure locations. Uh, all right. I don't know uh, about that. Uh, that that how that work out for us? How'd that work out for us on the last go round? But anyhow, go on. Again, go they're, on. Trying to make, they're trying to make everyone happy here, I think. Uh, allowing mail-in ballots to be counted five days before an election. Current laws allow the count to begin no earlier than 7 a.m. on election day. I guess they want to get ahead of the cheat. I mean the, the count, sorry. <laughs> uh, requiring every voter percent photo ID of the poll. I like that one. That Okay, I, I would I would go with that one. I would speak pro to that if was a, a lawmaker in Pennsylvania. Uh, requiring signature ver verification for mail ballots. Okay, if they're going to compare ballot, uh, ver uh, signatures and verify, that's, that's good. Eliminating the permanent mail-in voting list. Huh. Oh, that, that sounds okay, I guess. Establishing a Bureau of Election Audits under the State Auditor General's Office. Hmm. That, that, that would be kind of nice. Audit, you know, it's like your taxes. Get audited, at least you know you're getting audited the right way. Well, here's so, the thing. Here's the thing. Hold sure. on one second. This is a the 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 vote in this country is a sacred 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 cow, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. And I don't understand why everybody's having such uh, you know uh, getting the vapors and clutching their pearls over an audit. Mm. Because well, you know that that's well, I I, I all yeah. we all know why. But <laughs> at the end of the day, you know that should be public information. Uh, and every vote and every election really should be audited just mm -hmm. out, out of fairness, period. Sure. Well, I think there's two two points to that real quick, Alfred. One, if you have the election, you have nothing to hide, then you would say, come on in. Here's all the information. Please take a look. It's kind of like what I think when I do my taxes. There you go. Nothing to hide. I'm not trying to cheat you out of it. I may have made it. A rounding error, my mistake. But I'm not trying to, you know, scam the government out of the money that I have to pay them. I don't want to pay any more. But I'll pay. The other part of this is, don't you want to know what really happened on that day? I mean, I I didn't see anything about poll watchers in Pennsylvania and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, being harassed, harangued, thrown out of the site where they couldn't see what would need, would need to be uh, uh, checked and, and reviewed. People were being thrown. All the Republican poll watchers are being thrown out of there. So I think that this proposal needs to address that issue also. Um, I think, uh, I don't know how, how I feel. I think election day should be election day. 
period. Go go vote. It's your responsibility. It's your right, but you also have the ability, you know, you need to get there and vote. Uh, I'm not sure these five-day-long mail-in ballots. I mean, I think you should have absentee ballots if you're requested and you can't get to the polls and you have a reason. That's fine. I don't know. I think they should find out what happened first. On, on November 3rd, 2020, they need to find out and do a, an audit right now and then come out with proposals to reform their bill. This seems a little rushed to me, Alpha, and I don't like it. They need to find out what happened first. Well, I'm going to tell you what happened. What happened was, is for one reason or another, we had a, a global pandemic. We, we've already discussed this ad nauseum, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that gave people the opportunity to go ahead and bend and change the rules as they saw fit to make their assumptions of what of what good science surrounding preventing people from getting sick around an election would be and it just mm-hmm. so happens that it you know mail in ballots and drop boxes and and the way things were done were just coincidentally really conducive to potentially having serious accountability problems surrounding an election mm. so you know convenient yeah. But it is what it is, and uh, I think time is going to tell on all of it. I, I think if, if we're going to be really serious about elections, and, mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem to me that anybody really is, make Election Day a national holiday, okay? Mm, I like that. That way, if, if you're CONUS, you have no excuses. Get to the polls. Go vote in person. And mm-hmm. I've got news for you. If if India, one of the largest populated nations in the world, also one of the poorest per capita, by the way, mm-hmm. if they can issue everybody a photo ID and require it to vote, I don't understand why we can't hear. And to say that having to have an ID is racist is just it's it's a false argument. It mm-hmm. is ridiculous. That's like saying minorities are too stupid to go get identification. And we're not saying that here on the thing. No, we're not saying course. that. We're but that's the implication. That. I agree a thousand percent with you, Alpha. That is the implication. Right. What happens when you say it's racist because people can't get an ID? That is a load of crap. And we all can get ID. We all know how to do it. And we're not dumb. Thank you very much, Democrats. But anyway. Well, you need an ID to go get Sudafed, don't you? You can't get Sudafed without identification, right. over-the-counter medication. No. You can't get uh, you know, public assistance without identification, right? Correct. Can't get a Social Security check without identification, right? Correct. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, how do you fill yes. out how do you how do you fill out a a, a W9 or a W2? Hmm. How do, you, how do you get a job? You have to have identification. You have to go through employment verification. You have to show a pa- you have to show your right. passport, or you have to That's show right. a license, a birth certificate. Right. Yeah, I mean, e-verify, e-verify. That's right. And and you know even even people out there that are unfortunate and and are homeless to collect mm-hmm. public benefits, those people all have government issued identification. Isn't mm-hmm. that funny? So I don't want to hear it anymore. That's right. It's a load of crap. 
Anyhow, moving on. Not for that. Exactly. <laughs> well, here, here's a here's a little story. Here's a little story. There's a guy out there. His name is Christopher Sign. He's he's a veteran reporter and he's an anchor person um, from Alabama, right? He is the person who broke the story of, you know, Bill Clinton meeting with Loretta Lynch on a tarmac in the, in the private plane. Mm. Where they were talking about their grandkids? Yes, right. and golf and, and such. Uh, he was a 45-year-old guy just committed suicide. Huh. All of a sudden. All of a sudden. Who knew it? Who knew? Who'd have thunk it? Huh. Was it an apparent suicide or was he suicided? I don't know, man. Arkansas is a real thing. I, I have no mm. idea, but uh, apparent suicide, they're calling it, according to police. So isn't it funny how a lot of people in are surrounding the Clinton orbit? I think the count is 92 over the years have died under, you know, for reasons. Hmm. Well, the most famous was Epstein in the middle of a uh, in, in incarcerated <laughs> where the, the guards just happened to have gotten up and walked away and the video cameras failed. And we were talking the last show, Alpha, remember we were saying we don't ask enough questions or are not uh, skeptical enough to say I call BS on that. And th that just doesn't seem right. You have to prove it to me that that actually happened. Because I don't believe you. Well, no, this, I'm skeptical this guy, of the fact that you said forty-five no. year old guy, he's the one who broke the story about Bill Clinton and Loretta Lynch on the tarmac, right? Just just happens to be dead. And you know, there's a there's a lot of stuff that's still going on behind the scenes, you know. Um I I'm not sure that there isn't a lot of criminal stuff going on. Mm. What was he supposed to testify from TJ Hop? Uh, great question. Great question. That that's that is where I was heading next. I mean, it's like <laughs> there's there's got to be you, something. TJ. Yes, thank you, TJ. <laughs> there's got to be something going on somewhere, and it's really interesting. Uh, he was probably supposed to testify, probably to the grand jury uh, at some point, uh, but I'm not sure that we're ever going to know that. It's just it's just astounding to me. This stuff mm. is happening right before everybody's eyes and nobody's paying attention to it. The gall, the hubris, uh, the chutzpah that these people have to think that they're above the law. Something's got something's to change because they just keep doing it. You bet. Well, some people are just un, un, uh, untouchable. Hmm. Oh, hopefully that'll change soon. I'm right. holding my breath. <laughs> so, you know, we, we spent a lot of time, you know, we're, we're moving along rather quickly here, actually a little too quickly. Uh, we spent a lot of time talking about, you know, COVID and the response to COVID and people closing things and shutting, basically shutting the country down, shutting down the economy, uh, putting people out of work. And, and, and on June 30th, you know, the music is going to stop for evictions and foreclosures and repossessions as well. 
well, you so want to explain that just a little bit? Just because, uh, remember, the CDC said to banks, you can't throw people out of their homes if they can't pay their rent or they can't pay their mortgages. That's right. That was and from was, the CDC. It was not a right. governmental action, right, if I'm not mistaken? Right. Right. Uh, the seat, well, it's governmental. It's, it's on the state by state basis. Uh, additionally, uh, the CDC came out uh, because the CDC has broad sweeping powers that they may have overreached maybe just a little bit uh, mm-hmm. to keep people in homes past the point of them being able to pay their mortgages, et cetera, et cetera, uh, to stop the spread of a virus. Um mm-hmm. So those protections expire in a number of different states mm-hmm. June 30th. Hmm. Additionally, a lot of the governors uh, have decided to discontinue the additional $300 a week kicker for unemployment to encourage people to go back to regular work mm-hmm. because it's been more lucrative to stay home. Correct. And they're still bumping up the, uh, the the unemployment benefit. Normally, it's a quarter of what you get or half of what you get. Uh, the government's still tacking on another three hundred, I believe, right yeah. now. That that's what it is. It works out to mm-hmm. be about three hundred dollars a week. So people are making more money staying home than working. A lot of people. So they're adding that three hundred plus whatever benefit they normally get. So Correct. it does. And they're not. And we're seeing signs all over the place, right, Alpha? We, a lot of restaurants want to hire and get back into the swing of things, and people are making more money sitting on their tuchuses instead of working, and they don't want to work, and they can't find anyone to work these things. So, um, hmm, I think there's an issue. Well, this is just, this is this is a sign of a, a it, it, it's a big problem. It's a very very mm-hmm. large problem when you need to reopen the economy and move things forward, and you can't find anybody to help you do it. You know, you you've gotten mm-hmm. yourself a, a serious problem. So, you know, along with that, we we've discovered that you know, not discovered a lot of the public school systems uh, have closed mm-hmm. uh, for reasons and and have remained closed, and a lot of the teachers are refusing to go back to work, etc. So a lot of this is starting to be challenged in court, and it's starting to be challenged. So the next story, go ahead. Ah, yes. This is Ah. from Just the News. Our friend, Mr. Solomon, love his site. Uh, He basically, they're talking about this, and we were just talking, we gave the uh, kind of the intro into this. Wisconsin's top court rules city health agency lacks power to close schools over COVID. So the Wisconsin Supreme Court ruled Friday against Dane County in a case that centered on its order from last August to close all schools in the county because of the coronavirus. Wow. Isn't that something? (laughs) You know, just think about that for a second. You have this county health agency that says, oh, close the schools. And the effect the domino effect that occurs to the parents who can't work because they're home with the kids and the kids suffering from all kinds of delays in their psychological development and the lack of social interaction and the demeaning parts of, you know, their development is solely based upon interactions with others. That's how they learn. So this is, 
this is it's about time i think it's i think it's too long anyway but the uh according to the, just from just the news uh the, the wisconsin supreme court ruled that local health officers cannot close schools within their jurisdictions we're extremely disappointed and this is from their reaction after the court came out with this uh, we are extremely disappointed in the court's decision which has much further reaching implications than just the current pandemic health director john herrick said quote this decision hinders the ability of local officers in wisconsin to prevent and contain public health threats for decades to come period end quote i don't know if i agree with you uh direct health directors uh, janelle henrick because you blew it you were you didn't work to get the problem under control you didn't work to get them back into school and you took away the parents rights to make decisions for their own children's health that is where i disagree with you henrik well there there's a deeper issue that that we really need to address that's not being talked about okay mm -hmm. coronavirus was a thing okay and mm -hmm. it, it affected a lot of people that were vulnerable to it mm -hmm. children largely were not part of the demographic that were affected and every year we have children in school who unfortunately succumb to viral or bacterial meningitis forms mm. of pneumonia flus etc and we can't you know along these lines you know that those cases were just as rare as children dying from coronavirus so should mm -hmm. we in fact because those things are laying out there uh, should we in fact close the schools because of those risks as well the answer mm -hmm. is we have never done anything like this before now no. were some of the teachers at risk yes okay uh, I'll, I'll i'll go on that journey however mm -hmm. We're not talking about these children missing a year and a half of education. Mm -hmm. These children dying from drug overdoses, suicide, mm. falling into deep states of depression. Children are not meant to be isolated. That's right. why we and teach children in groups. Mm -hmm. Child abuse. It is. It is. It is bad. You're making these children sit in classrooms with teachers that have been vaccinated and the teachers unions they're not concerned about the children as much as they might be concerned about some of the teachers that could be vulnerable let me mm. ask you a question if we're so confident in the vaccinations that have been handed out to the population why are we even talking about it oh because the narrative has to continue the control has to be enabled right why are we and, why are we putting why are we putting masks on children and then now here, here's another kicker i am not an anti-vaxxer at mm. all i think that there are some vaccinations out there that children really should have and i think there's a lot of vaccinations out there that children really probably shouldn't have and i'm not so sure that we should be subjecting 10 and 12 year old children to an mRNA vaccine that has not been fully, and I mean fully, FDA approved. Mm -hmm. Everybody needs to remember, when anybody says that these vaccinations have been FDA approved, the answer is yes, they have been. 
only for emergency use, mm. not for clinical applications across the board. And they have been deemed safe. And I don't know what the percentage of cases needs to be for something to be declared safe by the FDA. But as it stands, these vaccinations are experimental. They are not fully FDA tested. They have not been tested against all of the demographic groups thoroughly. They have not gone through all of the animal testing protocols as best as I understand it to be. Mm. Stop me when I'm wrong. Well, you're right. I mean, it's, but the, the other, the other issue is again, we, we all know that the children are not affected as badly as adults. And again, we went through this a couple of shows ago when you had chickenpox and, and it, uh, more uh, later in adolescence, I had it when I was a child. Your experience uh, sucked a hell of a lot more than my experience, which is just itchy and annoying. Um, but again, there's a couple issues here that you know they're concentrating again on vaccines. They're not bringing up anything about treatment because recent studies have shown that the hydroxychloroquine does work. And anyone out there who's who wants to start running up that tree, all the articles were subdued, it was hidden, and it was it was purposely maligned. Right. So that that is that is we, we were right on that one. We're also correct on the fact once you get coronavirus, you your own body develops immunity towards it. So That's this right. push to get people immunized when they've already had it. And I'm talking about early on in the stages, they were they were taking people who have had corona and they're trying to get their antibodies taken off as a blood, you know, you know, from a blood um, leaching type procedure and they're taking blood and they, they find your antibodies and they're trying to give it to other people to try and help treat that. That's right. When all, I have, I have, that was very, very expensive. Yeah. I have a very, very good friend of mine who was an, he was an early adopter of Corona. He had it in December of 19. Mm. And he was super sick. Mm. He was really, really, really sick guy. Um, he had some pre-existing issues uh, mm -hmm. that made him, uh, shall we say, vulnerable to Corona. He has to go. Well, he doesn't have to, but he is going to NIH, the National Institute of Health. He goes once a month and he donates a certain amount of blood and they pull his antibodies. Mm -hmm. And he's turned it into a small cottage industry. Mm. They're paying him like $2,000 a trip. Mm. How about that? And he's still got antibodies after all that time. They say that uh, his antibodies are cooking and he's, he's good to go. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. I, it's like, look, once you have chicken pox, you, you can't get chicken pox again. You, you just can't. You'll get the shingles probably, which is even more miserable. Um, right. And that's, that's the that's that's reactivation of the virus that happens to be sitting in your uh, in your spinal column somewhere in one of the dorsal nerve roots. And it just kind of decides one day to come out the, the nerve and give you a rash on one side of your body. It hurts like hell. Uh, and, um, it, you know, there's, a, there's now a, a vaccine for that. So, 
that's something that I am definitely going to be signing up for. Yeah, Shangless sucks. I can, I can tell you, not personally, but I've seen it. So. Oh, it's horrible. You know, look, there's nothing more powerful than natural immunity. Mm-hmm. And from the very beginning, when people were saying, it doesn't matter if you've had it or not, blah, 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 blah. You can get it again. You can do all these things. That is, that is, and, and, but we're the people of science. <clears throat> Let me tell you something, people of science. You were incorrect then. Are you lying then? You were lying then. Are you lying now? I think they're lying both times. <laughs> I think it's totally possible. But, yeah. you know, listen, it, it's just every there's been so much false crap thrown around out there about uh, Corona and the way viruses work in general. And you've got it's it's no wonder why people in this country have whiplash, uh, because you've got a guy like Fauci who changes his tune. You know, masks don't work. They do work. Uh, if you get it, you're not immune from it. You should get vaccinated. Oh, wait a minute. If you've gotten it, you're you're good to go. Oh, wait a minute. You should wear multiple masks. Oh, well, the virus wasn't from the Wuhan lab. Oh, it, it possible was from a lab leak. Uh, we didn't uh, fund gain-of-function experiments. Oh, well, well, wait a minute. Yeah, we might have done that. So you know what? Listen, let's cut the crap. <laughs> cut the crap. Please. <laughs> Please cut it. Uh, Please just, cut uh, and everything you're mentioning there, you know, Fauci is really – set back the scientific community many, many, many years also, but, but brought out how the funding really works and that if you don't give the results that they're looking for or the, uh, you, you tow the, the conclusion line or, you know, like the, what they're coming up with, um, that then you lose your funding. And I think the whole system needs to be turned on its head and, uh, changed because, uh, we're seeing what happens when people blindly listen and they don't start questioning. Just my well, two cents. Well, you know, we have to, we have to, you know, listen. I think, if nothing else, I think a lot of people's eyes that are paying attention in this country have really been opened up to the way government funding on research and development grants works. The government gives a company uh, a grant. And the company goes ahead and takes that money and they go ahead and they subcontract the scope of work to somebody else who could, in fact, flow down that scope of work or a portion of it to a second or a third tier subcontractor to go ahead and provide services to the second tier, back to the first tier, to the prime contractor. So there's a big money ladder that goes back and forth, and it's incredibly difficult to follow that money. So I think that's something that a lot of people are now are understanding how government funding of research works and grants. And uh, there's a, something out there called an other, an OTA, an other transaction agreement, which is a site. This is very technical and it's, it's something that I'm involved with. It's outside of the federal acquisition requirements. A lot of this R and D money is outside of the, the FAR, the federal mm -hmm. acquisition regulations or requirements. There is, the Code of Federal Regulations has got FARs and DFARs. And when you get into government contracting, you have to understand the FARs and DFAR clauses and how they apply to a contract and 
there are ways where these contracts are routed and issued around the federal acquisition requirements. Research and development is one of those pathways. Hmm. I wonder if we need to close that little loophole. <laughs> how about Unbelievable. The, how about the inspector general of these various agencies needs to be involved in oversight of every nickel, dime, and penny that gets awarded on contract to do this type of research. That would be a good start. I think I think, I think accountability in our government is very important because it's 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 not your money. It's not my money. It's our money. Okay. It's the taxpayer's money. The government does not just create money out of thin air. Where does the government get money from? It takes it out of your paycheck. The guy's name is FICA. Okay. Mm. Mm. And, and he's a nasty, little, he's a nasty yeah. little guy, FICA, and he's greedy. Although, Alf, I got to correct you on one thing there. They are printing it out of thin air. <laughs> and they keep well, printing it and they keep making it and making it and devalue. Anyway. Well, that's, that's another that's story another. for another time. That's another story that's another. for another time. So anyhow, you know, everybody out there, we are, we're, we've, we've, we've beaten that to death. This whole COVID thing, as time passes on, I think we're going to, it, it's just, it's going to be the never ending discussion, right? More and more and more stuff is going to be coming out about what really happened and how did this, how did this really happen? Right. Mm. And, and, and where's the money and, and, it's going to take a long time to come out. It probably not, not anytime soon, because I think that no. there's a lot of layers to the onion to peel. So anyhow, you know, listen, we've been, we've been tracking some of the stuff that's going on on the Southern border for a long time. Okay. Mm -hmm. We've talked about it in previous uh, shows and <sighs> you've got swampy McSwamp face, Christopher Ray. Okay, mm. up in front of the House Judiciary Committee, uh, talking about cartel activity spilling across the U.S.-Mexico border. Mm. Uh, this is from this is from the Epic Times. Uh, this is very important for everybody to understand. Policies that have been put in place are encouraging and and fostering and and fostering illegal immigration. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and there's people out there that say there's no such thing as an illegal person that that's true. Okay. There is such a thing as illegal immigration. Okay. Yep. There's a right way and a wrong way to do it. Now, the policies of this administration are encouraging a cottage industry of human trafficking. And along with the human trafficking, the only people that are getting rich are not the poor people that are getting coyote to cross the border. It's the cartels that are collecting money from these people to move them across the border. It's an Because they have to pay, right? That's they have right. To pay. The, the people right. that are coming over the border have to cough up $2,000, $3,000. Oh, it's, it's, then, it's more than that. It's, it's right. deeper than that. And these people are now sold into slavery mm. by the cartels. You will work for us. You will carry our drugs. When you are in the United States, you will work for these people. You will answer to these people. You will be accountable to these people. Or we will do very, very bad things to you and your family at home. So you are seeing human trafficking 
at the behest of the cartels, the likes of which nobody has ever seen before. And that all was approximately 130 days ago. It was not a problem with the previous president of the United States. Well, it was, it was, it was was much less. It was okay. Let's, let's, let's be intellectually honest here. Right. Mm -hmm. It was significantly much less of a problem under the Trump administration because he had a very tough border policy, the stay Mm -hmm. in Mexico policy. He was building a border wall. He was very, very serious about it. You know, these people, like we've said it before, I cannot blame somebody for trying to flee a bad situation to come to the U.S. I mean, if the U.S. is such a bad place, why are people literally dying to get here? Mm. Okay. These people that are all coming across the border are not here to pick avocados in California, all of them. You have a major scourge in this country called MS-13, Mara Salvatrucha 13, an El Salvadoran street gang that is absolutely the epitome of evil. And Mm. they have infiltrated every level of society here. At least where I live, MS-13 is a very, very serious problem. These people are violent, they are dangerous, and they are well-funded, and they are working with the cartels to bring people across the border, put them to work, and basically push people into slavery. Mm. Prostitution, drugs, rape, you name it. These are the things that these people are doing. This MS-13 is a serious problem. When you get these MS-13 gang members that come across the border, when they move into a territory, all the other gangs disappear. You want to know where they go? I have no idea. Dead. Dead. They just just kill them. Mm. What do you think is happening in Chicago? Do you think that that's just, you know arguments oh, or, or disputes gone bad or do you think that's a giant gang war it's a gang war i yeah. think it's a gang war yeah how about that in my opinion yeah anyway. ms13 13, ms13 is as far north as minnesota upstate new mm-hmm. york massachusetts new hampshire florida texas everywhere not so much in texas they don't they don't really screw around too much in texas right you have them everywhere, and these are very, very dangerous people. Mm-hmm. These are very dangerous people, and these are the kinds of people that are rushing across the border uh, uh, right now, and they are working with the cartels to get people across the border. So anyhow, moving along to another border state, and uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the, the audit in, in Arizona. Yeah, so uh, interesting news for everyone out there that the – uh, audit uh, in Arizona, this is the uh, forensic audit, is looking like it will come to, a, they will be done with the the can, the counting portion of the audit where they took all the ballots and they, they're putting all the data together and people were inspecting them and looking at them and that's going to that's gonna be coming to an end, we're told by, the, by this midweek because they got down to their last pallet, um, but uh, the next stage of this forensic audit is going to be moving towards uh, canvassing. What that means is they have uh, vetted, trained volunteers 
They're going to go out. They're going to take the voter rolls, and they're going to go out to the addresses, and they're going to start um, making verifying the addresses where people put down for their um, for their voting, you know, uh, ballots. Well, guess who doesn't want that to happen? I'm I, the the uh, Democrats, the federal level. They're all not too happy about this. In fact, they just want it to go away. And uh, Merrick Garland, who's the attorney general for Joe Biden, uh, wanted all to go away and started making, uh, sending letters to people saying you will be, um, you know, making threats, basically saying you'll be arrested and held criminally responsible if you do if you participate in this in this canvassing. Well, Wendy Rogers, who's the attorney general for Arizona tweeted this out. You will not touch Arizona ballots or machines unless you want to spend time in an Arizona prison. Maybe you should focus on stopping terrorism. The Justice Department is one of the most corrupt institutions in the USA. That was what she tweeted out. Wow. <laughs> uh, this round, was round, talked about. Round of, round of oh. applause for Wendy Rogers. Yes, a round of applause. There you go. Well, good for you, Wendy. Okay, so everybody, that is awesome. And I'm going to tell you why it's awesome. Everybody out there needs to remember our, we have a very smart audience. Okay. Everybody understands that elections are not federal, they are local. Local. That's right. They are done on a state level. Mm -hmm. They are not federal elections. The federal government has no business poking around in Arizona's business. Unless they have something to hide and they don't want uh, the truth to come out. Imagine. Did I say that out loud? I did. You did. (laughs) It's totally possible that they're trying to hide something. Go figure. I don't know. I don't know. It'll be very, very interesting to see what's going on. So I'm really, I'm really interested to see how this goes because you've got, you've got Pennsylvania threatening an audit You've got Mm -hmm. Michigan teetering on an audit. You've got Mm -hmm. Wisconsin already starting some audit activity. Uh, You've got a couple of other places looking at audits. Nevada. Nevada. Missouri. Missouri. Georgia, et cetera, et cetera. And and Georgia, by the way, uh, the the video that that came out in the middle of the night where they grabbed those ballots from underneath the table, allegedly, and started stuffing them in the machine over and over again, allegedly. The right. person that was doing that was just uh, has been subpoenaed to provide a deposition as to what happened. And I believe there are other lawyers involved, uh, specifically not election lawyers, but defense lawyers that I think are trying to stop that deposition from happening. Hmm. I wonder why. I wonder if they're acquainted with Christopher. That person happens to be acquainted with Christopher's sign. Hey. Anyway, mm. Could have the same fate there. Uh, mm-hmm. Careful, careful, careful. Hey, listen, you know, it's going to be very interesting. Everybody's saying, well, you know, Trump is going to be president again and all this other stuff. That's that's totally not the case. That can't happen. Regardless of the outcome of that, of these audits, they're not going to change the results of the election. Okay. 
Yeah, they're talking about decertifying elections. Yeah, okay. I don't know where that goes. That'll be a very interesting discussion. We'll have to learn where that goes if that ever happens. Mm -hmm. It'll be very interesting. You know, there's a theory out. Although, real quick, if you think about the senators and and what happens in elections, senators have been taken, you know, they have decertified elections for senators. This is senators, not president. I get it. But the senators have been taken out of the office and the other person was put in or congressmen or women. They've been taken out, put in back in. Again, not sure what's going to happen here, but the president's a whole different ball of wax. So we'll oh, that's a that's a big ball of yarn. So anyhow, there's there's a bunch of people out there with a theory that that Trump is going to run for Congress in Florida. He's going to mm. run for a congressional seat. And when he runs for the congressional seat, he's going to take a lot of people with him. We're going to win a majority in the Congress and we're going to win a majority in the, in the Senate uh, in, in 2022. So a lot of people are talking about, I don't know if this is true or not. I think it's, I think it's a relatively amusing theory. Uh, mm-hmm. that he'll, he'll go ahead and he'll win because if, if Trump were to run, he would, blow everybody out of the water uh period full stop he'd win like as far as i'm concerned it, it's a no-brainer and then he would uh, become the speaker of the house and mm-hmm. then he would start uh, uh, you know a uh, an impeachment proceeding <laughs> against joe biden and kamala harris both of them get them impeached speaker of the house becomes president we get trump for Another year plus another four, maybe. I don't know. Mm. Wishful thinking. But I think it's kind of a funny theory, don't you? Yeah, well, there's something else real quick that he doesn't have to be elected to the uh, to the House of Representatives. He can actually be voted by the majority uh, of who would be Republicans. And you could be the Speaker of the House and not a sitting Congress person. Oh, God, that would be hilarious. That would be absolutely yeah, no, hilarious. It? And then, okay. he's, then he's president. Anyway, I get it. So anyhow, we got to move on here a little bit. You know, uh, there, I don't know if anybody knows us. I'm, I'm deeply involved with the nation of Israel on a number of different things. No, no, no. no we're going we're gonna to talk about this one. All right. Okay. So everybody's favorite Israeli prime minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, he's, he's, he's out. He's no longer the prime minister. Uh, you've got uh, mm. a guy named Naftali Bennett. Uh, and uh, he's going to be prime minister until 2023. And in the deal that was forged, uh, Yair Lapid will take over in 2023. Okay, so understanding Israeli politics is an awful lot like trying to understand quantum physics, okay? Mm. <laughs> it's <laughs> It's... It, it will give you a headache. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to us. It's a parliamentary system, but they have coalitions and they it's it's very strange. It's very mm. it's very different. I, I can't imagine 50 Israelis in a room together arguing about this. There'd be 300 opinions. It, I, I say that as a term of endearment because I work with Israelis every single day. So. It, it's just very, very interesting uh, how how this works. So we we just wish, you know, Benjamin Netanyahu, a very good politician. He's got some challenges over there in Israel. I wish him all the best of luck in everything that he does. He's he's truly a hero, heroic guy. Um, 
He did some really cool him. things. I'll, I'll miss him. I think he's a pretty cool dude. I think he was overall pretty good. We'll have to, you know, wish the Naftali Bennett and Yara Lapid and, and their, and their coalition. We'll have to wish them all of the best of luck, uh, in, in, in leading the nation of Israel. I think they'll do just fine. You know, the Israel is a strong place, very cool place. So, you know, good luck to you guys. I wish you all the best. So, and on that note, Let's let's talk to a little bit about a, a little humor here. We all know that dogs are the greatest animals that were ever put on the face of the earth, right? Mm-hmm. So you know you got a border collie named Verb, and I've been I've been talking to a certain somebody about border collies uh, for a while. I don't know if anybody understands or knows what a border collie can can't do. Go go onto YouTube and go watch some border collie videos. Mm-hmm. If you leave your car keys out on the counter and you've got a border collie. Your car's going to be gone. They're going to drive down the road and they're going to be like later. They're going to take off. They are that smart. So this guy mm-hmm. named Verb, his name is Verb. Uh, he wins the agility title at uh, Westminster Dog Show, the Westminster Kennel mm-hmm. Club Dog Show. Usually they have it at Madison Square Gardens and they have a big thing. But because of COVID, they had it out at an estate. They did an outdoor event for the first time. And I guess the dogs all had a great time. And I don't know if anybody's ever watched a Westminster Kennel Club show. It's usually done in the winter. They did it the summer. It's really neat to see the dogs. This was the agility nice. portion of it. It's it's a lot of fun to watch the Westminster Kennel Club. Uh, That's great. Yeah, it is great. They're very very funny. Uh, mm-hmm. There was <laughs> there's a there's an Australian cattle dog that won one of the other one of the other uh, categories of agility. His name is Plop. <laughs> I love the names. I love the names. I love the dogs. They're all fantastic. So, you know, everybody, there's nothing better than a good dog. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that, that being said, some not so good news. Mm -hmm. We've all grown up watching movies and that's a familiar face. His name is Ned Beatty. Mm -hmm. Ned Beatty passed away today. Mm -hmm. He was a very talented actor. Uh, he also uh, was a um, was also a very uh, good uh, stage actor. Also, uh, yes, and yes. Well, hold on I one second. One, in, yep. one of his one of his most memorable stage appearances is where this picture came from. If anybody out there can see, he was Big Daddy Pollitt in Tennessee Williams' Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Uh, he he was fantastic. I've I've seen that show. So moving on. I don't know if we've lost uh, Bravo or not. Bravo, I'm here. Sorry about that. That's that was, okay. Uh, yeah. Got quiet. Technical difficulties, ladies and gentlemen. That's okay. Sorry. That's yes. Yeah, so we're going to have to fire our producer. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So Ned Beatty, uh, he passed away. He's been in a lot of movies, like uh, one of the more recent ones. It's it's always on the USA Network at A and E's Shooter. Okay, mm. he was a he was a, a sitting senator. Uh, he was not a good guy, and he was he was pretty old in that movie. That movie came out a long time ago. Interesting side note: I actually worked on that movie. No, really? What'd you uh-huh. do there? Uh, I was the one who helped build the gun that, uh, Mark Wahlberg used the Shytac intervention rifle. We rigged it for the movie, uh, in our shop in Minnesota. And so I played a very, very small part in that movie. Uh, kind of the, uh, 
the headliner uh, gun in the movie. If you're a gun person, I worked on that gun that I've, I've actually fired that gun, that very same gun. And we deactivated it for the movie and we adapted it for blanks. So I had a lot to do with that movie and I, I enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. And Ned Beatty was a prominent figure in the movie too. So Ned, thank you for entertaining us for all these years. Very notable actor and a pretty good dude. So Mm, on that note, that's that's all we, that is a loss. And that's pretty much all we have for tonight. Yep. That's all we got. Hopefully uh, everyone enjoyed it. Again, sorry about the technical interruptions, but we do have lives also. Anyway, we are the Signal 50 podcast. We hope that you uh, catch us on Rumble, YouTube. We're also uh, available on podcasts, all your favorite podcast outlets. You can bring us with you if uh, that's the case. If you can't catch us on the live stream. And uh, as always, uh, Alpha, you have some affiliates you'd like to talk about? Absolutely. I'd like to give a shout out to our affiliate POF USA, POF-USA.com, makers of the finest AR-15 style rifles anywhere on the planet. Took mine out to Quantico Sportsman's Club uh, very recently, and I was uh, ringing the gong at 465 yards with that rifle. Fantastic rifle. Uh, Shot a competition with it uh, yesterday, and and you know what? I got to tell you, it's fast. It shoots great. And it's the envy of everybody out on the line. Everybody wants one and I've got one. They don't. So go get one, go call up uh, <laughs> POF USA, call them up. They're out in Arizona made by Patriots for Patriots. Everything is made in the United States. 95% of that rifle is made in house in their vertically integrated manufacturing facility in Chandler, Arizona. Give them a look, go to their website, POF-USA.com. Also, Mark's Guns LLC, good friend of ours, Mark. He's up in Minnesota. He's an FFL. He'll order anything you want. He'll ship it to your FFL. Very minimal markup. Great guy. Excellent dude to do business with. Uh, Very enjoyable fellow. So, and on that note, some exciting stuff coming up for the Signal 50 podcast. We're, We're forging an alliance with one of the largest uh, YouTube channels uh, in existence with about 10 million subscribers. So we're Whoa. hoping to, yes. So we're hoping to get a little bit of collateral marketing going with them. Uh, we've already started the process and we're going to have a merch store coming up real soon. You'll be able to get t-shirts and hats and all those kinds of things. Uh, you know, and what we're going to do is we're going to take a percentage of the proceeds. We'll decide what charity we're going to send it to and we'll go do down that road. We don't need the money. We want to do good right. with what we're doing here. So anyhow, mm-hmm. on that note, we really hope you've enjoyed the program. It's Sunday night. Everybody go to bed, get some rest because, you know, Monday ends in Y. It's the worst day of the week. Anyhow, we'd <laughs> like to, <laughs> it is, it's terrible. We'd like to thank our soldiers, sailors, and airmen for protecting us 24 7, 365. If you're deployed, God bless, stay safe, come home in one piece. Our police, firefighters, and EMS personnel that work with us out on the street and risk their life for yours every single day of the week. We wish you guys all the best. If you see him, buy him a cup of coffee. They really appreciate it. Thank right. you. Thank you, local first responders. They're good people. All so right. on that note, cue the music. Good night, everybody, and have a great week. Thanks for joining us. Take care, everyone.
Thanks for listening. This is the end of our Signal 50 transmission.